why to pray in the Holy Ghost and keep yourselves in the love of God. Part 5 Praying through the Bible Message Wednesday number 485 Jude 17 through 21 But beloved remember ye the words which were spoken before of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ how that they told you there should be mockers in the last time who should walk after their own ungodly lusts. These be they who separate themselves sensual, having not the Spirit. But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, Keep yourselves in the love of God, the loving fellowship of God, by not sinning against God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Holy Father God, we pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, for the earlier service. Thank you for the earlier prayer meeting. Thank you, Lord, for the prayer meeting we just had. And thank you, Lord, for allowing us to be back here at this time. And Holy Father God, we pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We praise you and we thank you for your holy word. And Lord, we are weak and feeble, but we know that you're strong and mighty. And we pray for uh, the unction and the anointing, the freedom and the liberty and the power of your Holy Spirit, the power of your holy word. to speak to our hearts once again and Holy Father God do what we cannot do have continued mercy and grace upon each and every one of us and for Jesus Christ's sake forgive us of our sins our faults and our failures as Christians those of us who believe in you And Lord, we pray that you would save those who are religious in the church, but who are not saved. I continue to pray for my wife to be born again, to be saved. And uh, I pray for all of my offspring to be saved, even though they have been in church all of their lives. I pray for my mother and my two sisters, even though they have been in church all of their lives. Uh, 
open their blinded eyes, unstop their deaf ears, and save their souls. I pray for my mother-in-law and her sisters to be saved. Lord, it's uh, difficult to deal with this issue, but it must be dealt with. And so, Lord, we pray for thousands of other church-going people who don't know you as Savior. They're just religious, and they're lost and just going through the motions. And they can even see uh, whether or not uh, they are having the fruits in their lives, but you taught us that we will know them by their fruits. And so, Holy Father God, have your Holy Ghost to fall and to move upon people who are religious but lost, those who are irreligious and lost. Uh, Lord, help them to hear the gospel and to get saved. And Holy Father God, we also pray this afternoon that you would cast out the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias out of the hearts and minds and lives of your people here, in our family, and out there. And Holy Father God, give us sweet victory over the world and the flesh and the devil. Even today, save those who are lost. Revive those who are saved. By the power of your Holy Ghost. Glorify your holy name, for we're not even worthy to do it. Lift up your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and we pray that you will draw people unto yourself. For only you can do that. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. You may be seated. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. Andrew Murray, a man I used to read quite a bit when I was a young Christian. Uh, back in those days, he was hard to understand. I couldn't get with him that much, but sometimes I could. He said, no man can expect to make progress in holiness who is not often and long alone with God. And that is so true. In our last message on last Wednesday, we looked at how we are to keep ourselves in the love of God. We can keep ourselves in the love of God, that is, the loving fellowship of God. Because always remember, God is doing the keeping, and God does require us to exercise our free moral agency and do our little part, which is probably less than 1%. 
by obeying his commandments and hating evil in our lives. First John 2 5 says, But whoso keepeth his word in him, verily is the love of God perfected. Hereby know we that we are in him. That is, obey the word of God. You have help of the Holy Ghost if you're saved. You have help from the Word of God. And you have help by the grace of God to choose to do the right thing. God will give you the strength to do it. And this is the only way to keep yourself in the love of God, the loving fellowship of God. And let me tell you that not being in fellowship with God is very painful. It is a form of chastisement. It is the first line of chastisement, I believe. Now, God has some other things for you to get your attention, like he's doing right now in the church. God will, contrary to what some of you think, God will whip you behind. Make no mistake about it. I know we have a bunch of pastors who want to do happy talk, about everything, everything's fine, everything's wonderful, and that's just not it. That's not true. I say it is not true, that means you're lying. As one preacher said, a whole lie. That's a whole lie. According to Psalm 97.10, if you love God, you will hate evil first in your own life. First in your own life. Hold on one second. Pardon me. Do you hate sin in your own life? Are you convicted? of your sins, your bad attitudes, your disrespect for God and for the authority he has placed over you, your lust, your adultery, your fornication. If you're not bothered by it, if you're not convicted by it, if you don't hate it, then I assure you that you're lost and you're not saved. And Dr. John MacArthur said, What does it mean to keep yourself in the love of God? It means to keep yourself in the place where you experience the blessing that, God, that God's love brings. And that is the place of obedience. And for some people, uh, some people just don't know this because they're not saved. But I guarantee you, and I'm, I'm, I'm saying this, if you are truly saved, you're going you're gonna, to you're learn this. You're going to understand this, <laughs> my friend. Oh, yes. You're going to understand this. Mm -hmm. You're going to learn it uh, 
easy way or you're going to learn it the hard way. Most people learn it the hard way. God has to take you to the woodshed. God will do so. And the older saints, and I say to you, you don't want to get God started on you. I've taught my children. I've told my children as they've grown up and now they're all grown. You can, you can do what you please. But I'm here to tell you, God's going to deal with you. And I said, the wor- I told all of them, the worst thing I can do for you is pray for you. It's the best thing. Don't misunderstand. But it is the worst thing if you want to go contrary to God. And disobey God and toy with the sin like Samson. Because uh, God will deal with you. Dr. MacArthur continues, it means don't get yourself in a position where you're going to feel God's wrath. He just went all the way with it. He is chastening. As I told you, it's very painful. That See, it's, it's the first line of chastisement when the fellowship... Uh, is broken deep down on the inside. God still loves you, but he somehow withholds that feeling that you're being loved. You are loved. You know it, but you want to feel it down deep in your soul and spirit as well. And you will not feel it if you are committing fornication, adultery, homosexuality, you're living in it, and lying, how many of you know that God will convict you of a lie before you get it out of your mouth? And I appreciate the, I appreciate one preacher. He told a lie, and he, he said, stop, wait, that's a whole lie. <laughs> Learn how to do that. That's tough. That's rough to do, my friends. Especially when you're in front of other people. Your pride won't let you do that easily. He said, oh, hold up, hold up. That's a whole lie. That's not, that's not a lie. Yeah, that's a man who has been broken before God. And he doesn't care what you think. He knows God is not pleased with it. He's going to get it right. Transparent. He told a lie to the people and he caught himself. You know why he caught himself? Because of the Holy Ghost of God. Go ahead and tell the people that's a whole lie. You don't, you know, because I'm not going to walk with you on that. I'm not going to be with you on that. You're not in the love of God right now. I love you. And you know what the big mistake is among many evangelicals and my sweet Baptist brethren and independent Baptist brethren, and, 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 and you've been taught by the blind leading the blind, false pastors, this foolishness. It's a big is a big error. You get caught up in your theology on the positional part of things <laughs> in your theology. And you have taught this to the people. Focus on your position in Christ. No, 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 let me help you. That's all well and dandy. See, your position is that you are loved by God. Hello, lights. So you, right now, you are experiencing 
what preachers only understand is that when God be telling you something from heaven, revealing something to you, giving you a revelation to tell the people of God and you don't have it planned. There's no way in the notes. Now, Lord, I'm trying to be brief today, like you. So help me now, because I'm getting ready to go off. This is a problem. This is a whole problem, my beloved. You pastors constantly teaching about the positional theology. We all know about that. We're seated in the heavens and everything, but we're not acting heavenly. See, that God has a problem with that. Huh? Practical sanctification. Huh? How you living? We understand the position. God understands the position. God still loves you. That's the position. God loves you. Uh, but you're not feeling it right now because you're in sin. You're committing fornication. You're committing homosexuality. You're living in it. And I thank God I have never even been tempted with such evil. I thank God. I don't even know what that even feels like. But here's the deal. I, I, because God's given me some insight into this stuff, sin and evil, there are some sins that God does not want you to do one time because they will hook you and you can't get out of it. Sexual sins, all of them are like that. Fornication is like that. Losing your virginity. God forbid to a pastor on the office floor of the church, which has happened this past week. Oh, not a Catholic, an evangelical, a Baptist preacher. And Dr. Johnny Hunt, all of us have always loved Dr. Johnny Hunt and respected his ministry and, and come to find out he tried to rape. Now listen to me. He tried to rape another pastor's wife. That's not pleasing in God's sight. No, no. When you're living like that, and if you're living, you're persisting in it. Now, anybody can fall, but we get up again. Didn't the, the tall song leader say that? Song, song, song uh, writer and singer say that? I forget his name. We may fall, but we get up again. And after a while, after a while, after a while, after a while, by and by, we're not falling anymore. Because we learn our lesson from God Almighty. Amen, lights. Uh-uh, I can't do that. No, sir, no, ma'am. I can't, uh-uh, my eyes are here. I can't, uh-uh. I can't go with it. I know you look good, but I just can't do it. We may fall seven times, but we rise again. If you are born again, child of God, God will help you to stop that foolishness. And we have, listen to me, you pastors have bamboozled the people. You have run amok with this foolishness about the position 
that we are in Christ. But we're living down here. Huh? We're living down here. So what are you talking about? <laughs> God is interested in that practical sanctification. That you understand that your position under God is to obey Him. I, I, I don't, listen to me. I don't care what you think about it. it once you are saved again, it's all about obedience to God. God. God had mercy upon your soul and showed you grace and allowed His Son to die for your sins. You know why? Not only be, to be saved from hell, that's great. But to deliver you from the sins that cause hell to come and hell in this life. Mm -hmm. Oh, you can catch hell right here. You disobey God, you're going to catch hell. <laughs> you're catching hell right now. Coronavirus plague, monkeypox, hepatitis, all kinds of shootings and killings. You can't even walk to, can't even go to the grocery store? What? You say they didn't feel any pain. They died and some of them went to heaven, I heard. That's great. They did. Uh, but the people left behind, they're hurting. See? Uh, don't, 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 don't deceive yourself. God will take somebody from you to cause you chastisement pain. Do you hear me? There's a preacher in the news right now. I warn him. Turn away from his foolishness and his sin. Why did I warn him? Because I believe the man is saved. Now he's embroiled in a situation regarding a family member. And uh, uh, you, know what he's, you know what he's experiencing? He is experiencing something that God revealed to me that we all re, uh, experience when we get away from God and get out of the love of God. I call it Unraveling. It's the principle of un I, it. That's what I said. I, that's right. Daniel White III created a principle. Put it in the theological books. The principle of unraveling. And you can't stop it. God has a string that he pulls out of the wool of your life. And it's unraveling slowly but surely. And if you don't correct course, it will unravel down to the ground to nothing and put in, be put in the fire, including your life. God will burn it up if you don't repeat. God does not play, man. You people. I don't know what y'all are thinking. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what you... I don't know what you people are thinking. Thinking that you can divorce your wife and marry somebody else and lie about the reasons and all of that. You think you can get away with that with God? When he told you in the Old Testament he hates divorce? And in the New Testament, Jesus Christ had corrected Moses about it. It was not so. And you fool around and do that? There's only one... Irreconcil Jesus didn't say nothing about irreconcilable differences as a cause for divorce. One cause. Committing fornication or adultery. Having sex with somebody else. That's the one thing that can cause a divorce to happen in God's sight. 
Now, it goes without saying, if you got a husband, like in the news today, uh, we're finding out that one of the female preacher's husbands was right on her nose molesting the children. Well, you got the, go the divorce is happening. Yeah, that goes without saying. Domestic violence and the man hitting you upside your head and, and beating you like a man and all this kind of thing. Like that, that's, uh, that goes without saying. Get a divorce and go on with your life and don't come back. Stay gone. End it. It goes without saying. But make sure it is true domestic violence. You must get out of it before you get killed. It means to keep, Dr. MacArthur goes on to say, thank God for, thank God for Dr. MacArthur, by the way. It means to keep yourself obedient to God. Amen, lights. Oh, my soul. Oh, God. You, you gave it to us straight. Huh? To keep yourself obedient to God. And you have a role to play. God commanded me to love my wife. Now, God does pretty much all of that through me with his agape love. But I, I, have, I have at least 1%, uh, under 1%, that I have to do. I have to choose to do that. First thing this morning, uh, my wife got up passing gas. And just could not stop for sorry. I said, "Girl, get out of here with that." That takes God's love to stay with a woman, and uh, flatulence is a problem. There was a time she never had that kind of problem. Now she's just having a problem that she's getting older. Huh? Oh, yeah. Thank God, for those of you who are in shock, thank God somebody wrote a book titled No More Perfect Marriages. You know why he wrote it? Because he's sick and tired of this fake mess you people got going on. Like y'all never pass gas, you never stink up the bathroom, and that's not that, and that, and you're never offended by, you never have a problem with it. The one you love, who you never thought even went to the bathroom. Hmm. Look straight at me. Oh, I can't. I just can't believe. Uh, I, I hope she divorces him. And I tell you, uh, that'd be good for him. I'll be so happy. And you're divorced and you haven't had a man in years. That's what you want. See? You, you want it because you messed up. I told my wife. They were, they, 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 uh, uh, my, uh, uh, in-laws, my mother-in-law came by with her sister. Uh, uh, surprise! You never want your listen to me. All you men know this. All you wives know this. You never want your in-laws to come by unannounced. That that's just inappropriate. That's a sin. Let me just say that. Especially when they got into a, a devilish aunt as well. That's inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> 
But I told my wife, because you stood on the Bible under their great pressure, and there's no pressure like mother pressure, particularly with a daughter. I said, your mother's proud of you because she didn't do that. Deep down, she had to show out with a little sister who was, you know, I don't know what's going on with her. She had to show out and, you know, march around and all this. But I said, your, your mother is proud of you, deep down. I saw that. When you showed respect for your husband by telling your mother, let me ask my husband, let me check with my husband and see if he has any plans. About when they ask you, could you go to dinner? They're not used to that because they've never done that. They, if they want to go somewhere, they won't go. As most of you women are that way. Oh, I cannot stand this preacher. I, I hope she divorces him. You're pulling for her to divorce her husband. There are people in my family who are doing that. They, they can't stand. They can't believe we've been married this long. Dr. McArthur goes on to say, and when you remain obedient, you will enjoy all the fullness of God's love and peace and joy. Go ahead, Dr. McArthur, go ahead. You said it right. Oh, yes. <laughs> There's no, and see, this is where you're missing out on Christianity, people. Dr. T.D. Jakes. That's right, whom we still love. Don't be jealous of the man because he can preach better than you at the drop of a hat. He can wake up and preach in the morning better than you can. And better than I can. He's gifted like that. But there's some there's there's a reason for it now. And it's some of this right here. His offspring may act crazy, but he knows where his bread is buttered when it comes down to ministry. He knows you got to keep a clean heart. You can't preach powerfully uh, uh, living in sin. You can't do it. Can't do it. Cannot be done. <laughs> it won't be done. It's not by power. It's not by might. But by my spirit, saith the Lord, and if you're living in sin, you're not going to have the power of the spirit. He's still there. I don't know what God does. I don't know how he uh, does not feel, make you feel his love and his power, but he knows how to do it. I don't think he goes anywhere, but he goes somewhere. Say, preacher. Broken fellowship. You can't preach, man. All preachers know this. Here's what I know. The man has a prayer life, Dr. T.D. Jakes. The man has learned the hard way by the painful chastisement of God. You cannot commit sin and, and expect to preach with my power. That's not happening. That's not happening. Hello. Hello, lights. That's Bishop. That's Bishop Grant. You don't know about Bishop Grant. Mr. Grant pastor of the church in James City, North Carolina. When the people would not say amen, he'd say, hello, amen lights. Amen lights. And he'd look all crazy. For some reason, he always had red eyes. I don't know why, but he really, <laughs> amen lights. That's what I'm doing. I picked it up from here. I was lost. 
I didn't know what he was doing. My amen light. What are you saying? Amen lights. That's because the people would not say amen. The rocks will cry out. <laughs> Dr. MacArthur continues. That's the circle where God's love comes down with all its blessings and it represents obedience. How about that right there? See, see this is where you're missing it, people. And all across all denominations, you've been taught about your great position and how much authority you have and how wonderful you are. And you think that you can command devils. You've been deceived and defeated and the devil has commanded you. Come on now. Hmm? you command devils my foot you better you better go to God and in the name of Jesus Christ let the demons jump on you and say Jesus I know Tony Evans I know John MacArthur I know but who are ye huh because they don't be doing that don't be coming at me like that that's what the devil said to you no because I'll flip you upside down on your head Dr. MacArthur continues, as long as I live in obedience, I will enjoy the full shower of God's love and blessing. As soon as I become disobedient, and especially persistent in it, I step out of that place of blessing into the place of of discipline. Remember now, you are a disciple, and and let me help you, because I know God will discipline you. As soon, listen, listen to me now. As soon as you become a Christian, the discipline starts with the disciple. The church has not taught this for years. From Jump Street, you are a disciple, and from Jump Street, yes, God will let you have six months, a year of honeymoon but buddy after that uh, and see God is so awesome he won't even let you have a feeling like you had when you first got saved you know how you were when you first got saved yeah. now you take my daughter Danielle uh, when it comes down to evangelism through Troubles and trials and temptations, she has never failed. She's been faithful. No matter what happens, even through <coughs> fiascos, you know what we did the, uh, the night? My mother-in-law some of y'all call monsters-in-law. I don't do that. I'm not doing that. I'm not going to get in trouble with God. <laughs> now the sister is a different thing. But anyway. You know what we did after that fiasco? Which did not affect me. And, and, and hardly affected my wife. I preached my heart out. I preached like I never preached before. And then we went out to get a little something. To have a little afterglow. And, and uh, my daughter... Danielle, unfazed. Papa, let's pass out some tracks. <laughs> Papa, may we pass out some tracks? 
and all my children with me passed out some tracks that evening. Now that's what you call faithfulness. Being a good disciple. Did any of us really feel like doing much? No. But by the grace of God we did it. He scourges every son whom he receives. And every daughter. You know why some of you are having problems right now? Because you're getting your tail whipped by God. <laughs> God loves you. Uh, and, 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 and God is, and Jesus is whipping a whole lot of folk right now. In this coronavirus plague. and Can't go here. Can't do this. Some of you devilish women can't see Bo Peep anymore. Some of you devilish men can't see Sylvia. You biding time, waiting, hoping that the plague will go away, slipping and sliding, trying to have uh, commit fornication and adultery with your mask on. The devil is alive. <clears throat> I would rather be in the place of blessing, Dr. MacArthur say, is saying here, than the place of discipline. That me too. Me too. You know why I'm still with my wife, Marika wife, for 30, over 34 years? It's not only because of the love of God, it's more because I fear God. My wife may not want, she's here, helping me in the ministry right now. She may not want to hear that, but that's the truth. I fear God more than I, I know you don't like it. It's not sweet and charismatic and evangelical, but the truth is I know my heart because God has chastised me before. Quite frankly, I fear God, I believe more than I love God. And that translates to God as love because God likes that fear as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, amen lights. Okay, and so my dear friends, on this Wednesday afternoon, do you even know Jesus Christ as your Savior? Have you been born again? Or is it just religious activity going through the motions? Now, if you are with us today and you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, your first prayer needs to be what we call the sinner's prayer. First, please understand, however, that you are a sinner just as I am. And that we have broken God's laws. Let's tell the truth on ourselves. We have told whole lies. We have stolen whole things. We have lusted after people and things. We have dishonored and disobeyed our parents as young people, as teenagers, and as adults even more so. 
we have dishonored God by our using his name in vain. If it doesn't bother you to use God's name in vain or to even hear somebody else use God's name in vain, there's something wrong somewhere. Anyway, we've sinned against God, haven't we? That's just five of the Ten Commandments that God has told us not to do. The Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That's the Pope. That's the Dalai Lama. That's even Joel Osteen, as nice as he may be. Pastor of the largest church in America. Second, accept the fact that there is a penalty for sin. There is a punishment for sin. There is a penalty for sin. There is a punishment for sin. The Bible states in Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death. We die because of sin, and God wants you to know. And that is our sin. God has nothing to do with sin. So we go, we die because of our own sin. It's very sad. There's nothing uh, wonderful about death unless you're saved and born again. I mean, that's. I mean, it's still not a wonderful thing to think about. Absent from the body, present with the Lord, that's beautiful. But death itself is is a, a frightening situation, my dear friend, for most people, even saved people. Just tell the truth and shame the devil. Stop lying. Everybody's afraid to die. Even those who commit suicide. But God wants you to know, my dear friend, that you're going to die because of your sins. We don't die because of cancer. We don't die because of a car crash. We don't die because of the coronavirus plague. We die because of our wicked, evil, ungodly, sinful nature sin factory in our hearts that produces sin. And you need to understand that if God is going to allow you to die because of your sins and leave this beautiful place called earth, he will allow you to go to hell to suffer for your sins and to pay for your sins if you don't believe in Jesus Christ who already suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins and paid for your sins through his shed precious blood was buried and rose on the third day. You will go to hell. Do not underestimate the words of God. Do not try to change the words of God. Do not ignore the words of God, or you will end up in hell. Thirdly, accept the fact, dear friend, that you are on the road to hell right now. If you have never been saved, if you have never trusted in Christ as Savior, Jesus Christ said in Matthew 18, 8, Wherefore, if thy hand or thy foot offend thee, cut them off and cast them from thee. 
It is better for thee to enter into life halt or maimed rather than having two hands or two feet to be cast into everlasting fire. Now believe that. Believe everything God has said in his word. Believe everything that Jesus Christ has said in his word. Do not take it lightly. I believe many people are in hell. They heard these things, but they took them lightly, and they did not take them seriously, and they're in hell today because of it, living with regret forever. You do as you please. But you're going to answer to God one day. As the wisest man who ever lived told us, outside of Jesus Christ, King Solomon. So, dear friends, hell is bad news. But I have some good news for you. You don't have to go to hell. Jesus Christ paid for your sin that causes hell to come. Causes you to go to hell. Jesus Christ suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins. Was buried and rose on the third day by the power of God, proving yet again that he is God. 100% God, 100% man. And all you have to do is believe in him for your soul's salvation, as I did December the 19th, 1979. For Jesus Christ said in John 3.16, the most loving, most wonderful, and most important words ever said to mankind. For God so loved the world, and he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him Whosoever believeth in him, whosoever believeth in him, should not perish, but have everlasting life. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, my dear friend, and thou you shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell? Saved to what? Saved to heaven, to be with the Lord, and to... Uh, to be with God, to be with the saints, to be, to be with the angels, and whoever else God has up there. Wherever God is, it, ought to, it should be fine with you. So just believe in your heart, dear friend, that Jesus Christ died for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day by the power of God for you, so that you can live forever with him. Pray and ask him to come into your heart today to save your soul, and he will. Romans 10, 9, and 13 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou you shalt be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. Saved to what? Saved to heaven for whosoever shall call. Upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Get saved today. Not religion. 
not church membership, not singing in the choir, not serving in the church. There are some people who are in love with serving in the church, and they're not in love with serving Jesus. They love singing. They, they, they're in love with singing in the choir and doing service. You can get addicted to going to church because you feel some kind of relief, especially some of you women. You, you get caught up in that and, and, and serving. You already have the, the, the instincts to help. <clears throat> and you just you get great fulfillment out of that and serving. That's why we have more women in the church than we have men. You can get addicted to serving and working in the church and your positions and your titles in the church and and the human contact that you have that you don't you act like you don't get it home and all of that. And not Jesus. See, see, and, and that's why we're in the mess we're in today. Because we have a church full of people who don't even know Jesus, don't know why they're in church, but they believe they're serving God. Which causes you to be lost and on your way to a devil's hell. Even preachers. See, I have, I have run away from preachers who uh, kept to me saying to me and saying to other people I, I just love preaching and I could not understand it when I was first saying I, first of all I didn't even want to be called to preach I ran away from that for months and then God finally corralled me and, and I accepted and, and went ahead and started preaching uh, but these, these, these preacher boys as we used to call them back then, I was one of them uh, I never said what they said though I, I just love preaching I said I, I never I, I didn't refute what they were saying but I, I never loved preaching I never, I love having preached but all that a preacher has to go through to preach properly and well I didn't love that I didn't know what they were talking about what I'm saying is what I'm saying to you is this you can be I mean you can say you're a preacher and get addicted to doing pre preaching and die and go to hell. See, God never intended for that to happen. You get addicted to serving him and you don't even know him. And you're going to be in that crowd that Jesus talked about. Talking about, Lord, Lord, you remember when I prophesied in your name? Lord, Lord, you remember when I did these good deeds in your name? And Jesus is going to say to you, I never knew you. Which means I don't know you now. You workers of iniquity. Right back to what the Bible is saying about staying in the love of God. Dr. MacArthur is saying that you stay in the love of God by obeying God, staying in the fellowship of God. If you're not doing that, you probably never got saved. Yes, that's right, my sweet evangelicals. I'm preaching to the religious lost as well as the irreligious. Both parties need to get saved. I used to be religious. My mama made me religious. I was lost and on my way to hell. But I was in church. Anybody would have thought I was religious. But I wasn't. And I knew I was not saved. And you may be that way today. 
examine yourself and see whether or not you be in the faith. Just believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Call on his name. If you have doubts, make it right right now. Seal the deal right now, believing in your heart that Jesus Christ suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day. Follow me in prayer if you mean business. Repeat after me, phrase by phrase, and mean it from your heart. Holy Father God, I admit that I am a sinner. Repeat after me. And that I have done evil in your sight. I indeed have sinned against you. Repeatedly and many times in your sight. I am guilty and I deserve to go to hell. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my soul. And please forgive me of all of my sins. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins. Was buried and rose on the third day. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul today. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Help me to truly repent of all of my sins. Help me to change. Help me to turn from my evil lifestyle. And to follow you in the new life, Lord Jesus Christ. For it is in your holy name I pray. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you just believed in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord, and you prayed that prayer with me and you meant it from your heart, I declare to you that based upon the Word of God, you are now saved from hell, and you're on your way to heaven. Welcome to the family of God, dear friend. Congratulations on believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You have done the most important thing in life. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my book titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said in John 10, 9, I am the door by me. If any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Until next time, my beloved, God loves you, we love you, and may God bless you real good, is 
my prayer. Let's all stand for our closing prayer. For this Wednesday, let's pray. Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for what you have done in both services back to back. And because of the prayer services, you have moved by the power of your Holy Spirit. Thank you for reminding us that it is not by might nor by power, but by my Spirit, saith the Lord. Thank you for speaking to our hearts uh, in this message. And Holy Father God, help us to grow thereby. And Lord, for the remainder of this day, help us to pray without ceasing. And Lord, help me to always continue to give myself to prayer and to the ministry of the Word. And we pray that many souls will come to know your Savior. Many Christians will be revived. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. God bless you, dear friends. Until next time, make sure you pray without ceasing, no matter what you're going through. Sweet hour prayer. <laughs>